Hello there, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, your host for this little musical variety hour featuring 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. On today's program, I've got the usual assortment of 78s, spanning the 1920s, 30s, 40s, even into the early 1950s on today's program. We're going to start with a good hot jazz record, Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra. This was recorded in New York on May 29, 1925. It's an early Columbia Vivatonal electric recording. Louis Armstrong plays the cornet. Charlie Green is the trombonist that you hear. And the vocal break comes from Don Redman. The tune, one long associated with Louis Armstrong and King Oliver, is Sugarfoot Stomp. good way to start out today's shellac stack program that was fletcher henderson and his orchestra featuring louis armstrong on cornet sugarfoot stomp from may of 1925 and that record to me exemplifies so much of what i like about dance and jazz bands of the mid-1920s they achieve a wonderful sense of rhythm and forward propulsion but you'll notice there isn't a whole lot of work from the percussion the percussionist serves to 
supply accents, little cymbal crashes here and there, uh, but he's not just wailing away back on the drums. And if this makes it sound like I hate drummers, that's not the case. I just appreciate subtle drumming and drumming that accents the beats rather than drives home every last one. But that's just a personal thing. Up next, I've got a record by Eddie Cantor. This was made in April of 1934 in New York City. Eddie Cantor sings the song Over Somebody Else's Shoulder. My copy of this was pressed in England on the Imperial Broadcast label. It's record 4011. We'll follow that with something from Tiny Hill and his orchestra. Recording made in Chicago in June of 1940. Listen for some wonderful trumpet work on this Columbia record of 5'2", Eyes of Blue, Has Anybody Seen My Girl? And if you tend to tune out the lyrics, you'll want to pay special attention to the lyric changes in the second half of this record. And we'll wrap up the set with Frank Asunto's Dukes of Dixieland, a very early recording made in New Orleans in 1951. Betty Owen is the vocalist on a song by Tom Delaney that goes back to either the late teens or early 1920s, Jasmine Blues. It's on the New Orleans bandwagon label number 11. First up, though, here's Eddie Cantor. I was gliding gaily to the music soft and waily when you danced into sight. Lucky you were dancing with a friend of mine so he can introduce us that night. Your first sweet glance, dear, kindled romance, dear, that still is burning bright. My darling, over somebody else's shoulder I fell in love with you Over somebody else's shoulder I saw my dreams come true The moment I spied your charms My heart was in danger the girl I held in my arms became a total stranger over somebody else's shoulder. I fell in love with you. It was over, over somebody else's shoulder that I fell in love with you. I don't even remember whose shoulder it was, but I know one thing, my darling. I saw all my dreams come true. The moment I spied your charms, my heart was in danger. The girl I held in my arms became a total stranger. Over somebody else's shoulder, I fell in love. Over somebody else's shoulder You look so cute and smart You found the residence in this lonely heart of mine Over somebody else's shoulder I didn't mean to fall for you But what could I do? You're simply too divine The moment I spied your charms My heart was in danger the girl I held in my arms became a total stranger 
over somebody else's shoulder. I know I'll bless my lucky fate the day you finally say the date when you'll be mine. Five foot two, eyes of blue. Oh, what those five foot could do. Has anybody seen my girl? Turned up nose, turned down hose. Flapper, yes sir, one of those. Has anybody seen my girl? Now if you run into five foot two, covered with fur. Diamond rings, all those things. Bet your life isn't hers. Can she love? Can she coo? Can she, can she, Charleston too? Has anybody seen my girl? Like Frankenstein, has anybody seen my girl? Two flat feet, ain't she sweet? To haunt a house she can't be beat, has anybody seen my girl? But if you run into five foot two, covered with fur, diamond rings, all those things, bet your life isn't her. Can she love? Can she coo? Can she...
to do it while you've got the chance. Blazing syncopation has come to stay. All you've got to do is just swing away. When you hear the band of fling at the ball, grab your girl and do your stuff around the hall. Nothing on your mind but music and that sound. Waiting for the time when you can show it around. Relax and sway, throw yourself away. a nice rendition of the Jasmine Blues, sung by Betty Owen with Frank Asanto's Dukes of Dixieland. That's how they're credited on the label. The band was headed up by brothers Frank and Fred Asanto. Frank played trumpet, Fred played trombone. Others in the band on this date include Bill Shea on clarinet, Stanley Mendelssohn, the wonderful pianist. Little Chink Martin is the bass player. He was the son of Chink Martin, the famous tuba player with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings back in the early 1920s in Chicago. And rounding out the ensemble on this record, we had Roger Johnston playing drums. That was recorded in 1951, a little before the band started recording for the Audio Fidelity label and made those LPs that must have just sold by the boatload. Unfortunately, trombone player Fred Asunto died at the age of 36 of a heart attack in 1966, but the band continued to perform and continues in some iteration up to the present day. Before that, we heard from Tiny Hill and his orchestra, a Columbia record made in Chicago in June of 1940. Tiny Hill himself contributed the vocal on Five Foot Two, Eyes of Blue, Has Anybody Seen My Girl? Tiny Hill was born in 1906 in Illinois, started out in the music business in the early 1930s and by the end of the decade was recording prolifically for Columbia and Vocalion. All of his records feature some of that shuffle rhythm sound, which he achieved by using a combination of sandpaper blocks and a guiro, which is a kind of Latin American percussion instrument. It has an open-ended hollow gourd with parallel notches cut into the side, and the player plays it by rubbing a stick or some kind of brush up against those notches to produce that ratcheting sound. You hear that on a lot of the Tiny Hill records of the late 30s. By the mid to late 1940s, he was working at Mercury as producer of folk and country records, but he resigned that in the late 40s, and even as the big bands faded from the scene, he continued to lead an ensemble all the way up to the time of his death in 1971. And we started the set with Eddie Cantor in 1934, Over Somebody Else's Shoulder. Up next on the shellac stack, I have uh, a record that I like a lot. This is Deacon Andy Griffith. You may know him simply as Andy Griffith. This is, I believe, the recording which launched him into the national spotlight. It was made in 1953, first issued on a tiny little local label called Colonial, but it was bought out, picked up by Capitol Records, who put it out on Capitol 2693. That's the copy I'm going to be playing for you. It's a monologue, but a good one for this time of year. It's called What It Was was football. Here's Deacon Andy Griffith. It was back last October, I believe it was. We was going to hold a tent service off at this college town. 
And we got there about dinner time on Saturday. And uh, different ones of us thought that we ought to get us a mouthful to eat before that we set up the tent. And so we got off of the truck and followed this little bunch of people through this small little bitty patch of woods there. And we come up on a big sign. It says, get something to eat here. And uh, I went up and got me two hot dogs and a big orange drink. And before that I could take every mouthful of that food, this whole raft of people come up around me and got me to where I couldn't eat nothing, up like, and I dropped my big orange drink. I did. Well, friends, they come in to move, and they want so much that I could do but move with them. Well, we come in to go through all kinds of doors and gates, and I don't know what all, and I looked up over one of them, and it says North Gate. And we kept on a going through there, and pretty soon we come up on a young boy. And he says, ticket, please. And I says, friend, I don't have a ticket. I don't even know where it is that I'm going. <laughs> I did. Well, he says, come out as quick as you can. <laughs> and I says, I'll do her. I'll turn right around the first chance I get. <laughs> well, we kept on a moving through there. And pretty soon, everybody got where it was that they was a-going because they parted, and I could see pretty good. I, I, I could. And what I seen was this whole raft of people a-setting on these two banks and a-looking at one another across this pretty little green cow pasture. <laughs> well, they was. And somebody had tucked and drove white lines all over it and drove posties in it, and I don't know what all, and I looked down there, and I seen five or six convicts a-running up and down and a-blowing whistles. They was. And then I looked down there, and I seen these pretty girls a-wearing these little bitty short dresses and a-dancing around. And so I sat down and thought I'd see what it was that was going to happen. I did. And about the time I got set down good, I looked down there and I seen 30 or 40 men come running out of one end of a great big outhouse down there. <laughs> they did. And everybody where I was a sitting got up and hollered. And about that time, 30 or 40 come running out of the other end of that outhouse and the other bank full, they got up and hollered. And I asked this fellow that was sitting beside of me, I says, friend, what is it that they're hollering for? Well, he whopped me on the back and he says, buddy, have a drink. <laughs> well, I says, I believe I will have another big orange. <laughs> and I got it and sat back down. And when I got down there again, I seen that them men had got in two little bitty bunches down there. <laughs> they had rail close together. And they voted. <laughs> they did. They voted and elected one man apiece. And them two men come out in the middle of that cow pasture and shook hands like they hadn't seen one another in a long time. And then a convict come over to where they was a standing and he took out a quarter and they come in to odd man right there. <laughs> they did. Well... After a while, I seen what it was that there's odd man in fault. It was that both bunches full of them men wanted this funny-looking little pumpkin to play with. <laughs> they did, and I know, friends, that they couldn't eat it because they kicked it the whole evening and it never busted. 
But uh, anyhow, what I was telling was that both bunches full wanted that thing. And one bunch got it, and it made the other bunch just as mad as they could be. And friends, I seen that evening the awfulest fight that I have ever seen in my life. I did. They would run at one another and kick one another and throw one another down and stomp on one another and grind their feet in one another and I don't know what all. And just as fast as one of them would get hurt, they'd tote him off and run another note. <laughs> Well, they'd done that as long as I sat there. But pretty soon, this boy that had said, ticket please, he come up to me and he says, friends, you're gonna have to leave because it is that you don't have a ticket. And I says, well, all right. And I got up and left. And I don't know, friends, to this day, what it was that there's a doing down there, but I have studied about it. And I think that it's some kindly of a contest where they see which bunch full of them men can take that pumpkin and run from one end of that cow pasture to the other without either getting knocked down or stepping in something. Andy Griffith in 1953 a record I've always liked called What It Was Was Football. Well, let's get back to some music now, and I have a trio of Victor dance bands from the late 1920s for you. We'll start with the High Hatters, a group led, in this case, by Nat Shilkrit. It's Victor 21682 from September of 1928. Sam Coslow is the vocalist. Yes, the Sam Coslow of songwriting fame. It's called I Want to Be Loved by You. You may recognize this, I believe, Marilyn Monroe revived it in the 1950s quite successfully for some films. I think, was it in Some Like It Hot? In any case, we'll follow that with George Olson and his music, a nice instrumental by Rodgers and Hart. Well, instrumental in this rendition anyway. From November of 1927, we'll hear I Feel at Home with You, one I've always liked. It was in that first batch of 78s I got as a kid, and it's really stayed with me. We'll wrap up the set with a classic by Gene Goldcat and his orchestra. Big Spiderbeck is in the group, as is vocalist Billy Murray from January of 1927. We'll hear I'm Looking Over a Four-Leaf Clover, Victor 20466. To start us off now, here are the Hi Hatters, I Want to Be Loved by You. Thank you. 
wanna be loved by you alone I wanna be kissed by you just you and nobody else but you I wanna be kissed by you alone I couldn't aspire to anything higher than feel a desire to make you my own I wanna be loved by you just you and nobody else but you I wanna be loved by you alone
four-leaf clover that I overlooked before. One leaf is sunshine, the second is rain, the third one the roses that grow in the lane. You know there's no need explaining that one remaining is someone that I adore. I'm looking over a pretty little four-leaf clover that I overlooked before. started that set in 1928 with the High Hatters, the song called I Wanna Be Loved By You. After that, it was George Olson and his music in 1927, I Feel At Home With You, and we wrapped up with Gene Goldcat and his orchestra in January of 1927, Billy Murray, the dependable vocalist on I'm Looking Over a Four-Leaf Clover. And you can really hear Bix leading the band through the last chorus there. Well, this is as good a time as any for me to pause and remind you that you're listening to The Shellac Stack, a program on which I share 78 RPM records from my collection, music from the first half of the 20th century. And if you haven't already figured it out by now, I have rather eclectic tastes, and I like to feature everything from country and blues records. Admittedly, I don't have as many of those as I might like. (laughs) But we play plenty of pop, vocalists, jazz, dance bands, other assorted stuff, just records that I find interesting for one reason or another, and I hope you enjoy the variety. If you'd like to write to me, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. That's shellacstack at gmail.com. Okay, up next, I'm going to do something I don't do that often. I'm going to play both sides of the same 78, because I think it's worth hearing both sides in this case. This is a record by the Jeter Pillars Club Plantation Orchestra, a group that was formed in 1933 as a split-off of the Alfonso Trent Band. It was formed by altoist James Jeter and tenor saxophonist Hayes Pillars, and they led this band at the Club Plantation in St. Louis, Missouri, which served as the band's base well into the 1940s. A number of notable musicians went through the Jeter Pillars band, including Sweets Edison, Peanuts Holland, bassist Jimmy Blanton, drummer Joe Jones, also Sid Catlett and Kenny Clark played with the band for a while, guitarist Floyd Smith, tenor saxophonist Jimmy Forrest, so good folks coming through the band. After World War II, the band toured the Far East with the USO and then broke up shortly thereafter. Unfortunately for us, they made only four commercial records. We'll hear two of those. I should say four issued sides, not even four records, really. It's only 278s, a total of four sides. So we're going to hear half the band's complete recorded output in the next few minutes. First up, we'll hear I Like Pie, I Like Cake, But I Like You Best of All, a song that goes back to the mid-1920s. After that, we'll hear what was the band's theme song, Lazy Rhythm, co-composed by leaders James Jeter and Hayes Pillars. Both of these sides were recorded in Chicago on August 26, 
1937. And a little bit of a warning, this record isn't in the greatest shape. You'll hear a bit of blasting from time to time, but it's the only copy I've ever come across, and I like it, so I'm willing to listen through the noise, and I hope it doesn't bother you too much. All right, let's get going. Here's the Jeter Pillars Club Plantation Orchestra. Thank you. 
Sides by the Jeter Pillars Club Plantation Orchestra. That was Vocalion Record number 3715. First up, I Like Pie, I Like Cake, but I Like You Best of All, and we followed that with Lazy Rhythm. Up next, we'll hear something from Ray Pearl and his orchestra, a varsity record from 1940. Buddy Madison is the vocalist on It's a Blue World. After that, we'll hear from Francis Langford, and then something from Scott Wood and his orchestra. I'll leave you to discover the songs as they come along. First up, Here's Ray Pearl, It's a Blue World. Such a sweet one 
everything in heaven I'd like to know Why did you trade heaven For all these earthly things Where did you hide your halo Where did you park your wings Have they missed you I don't know if 
Maybe millions of people go by, but they all disappear from view. From 1934, we heard Jack Plant, the uncredited vocalist, sing I Only Have Eyes for You. That was Scott Wood and his orchestra, a regal xenophone record. Before that, we heard Francis Langford with Victor Young and his orchestra, a recording made in Los Angeles in August of 1936. The song there, When Did You Leave Heaven? That was Decca 902. And we started off the set with Ray Pearl and his orchestra, Varsity 8171, from January of 1940. Buddy Madison sang... It's a blue world. We have time for, I think, two more records if we hurry on today's Shellac Stack program. Both are instrumentals. First, from 1929, we'll hear a recording made in London by visiting American trumpet player Sylvester Ahola. You may know him for his hot records from the late 20s and into the early 1930s. He had a very Bixian style. But here he'll be playing a fairly straightforward ballad called Until. This is a Xonophone record 5474. After that, we'll hear twin pianists Frank Banta and Harry Axt, a Columbia record, A2953, made in New York City on June 2nd, 1920. The tune is Ding Toes. <laughs> I just enjoy saying that. Ding Toes. Okay, here they are.
and with Frank Banta and Harry Axt's recording of Ding Toes. <laughs> I had to say it one more time. That wraps up today's edition of the Shellag Stack. I've had fun this hour. I hope you have too. Thanks so much for stopping by and tuning in to our little program. I hope we'll see you back here next time for more 78 RPM records on the Shellac Stack. Until then, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.